Welcome to the Audience Converter Podcast, the podcast for converting your audience from strangers to loyal fans. We dive deep and discuss how entrepreneurs, consultants, and coaches can level up their business to help more people in the world. Now here's your host, the creator of the Audience Conversion Method, Kimberly Whitecamp. As an entrepreneur, you wear all of the hats, bookkeeper, sales specialist, customer service, social media manager, marketing director, and of course, you have to find the time to do your actual job, the reason you became an entrepreneur in the first place, and decided to help people. It's really difficult to find the time to do your own tasks, much less create your own marketing. That's why I've created the Audience Conversion Method Live, a four-week course that's going to dive deep into the framework I've created to help my clients plan out their next 12 months of marketing. No more wondering if you're writing the right stuff, if you're posting in the right places, or what you should be doing the next time you sit down to create your own marketing. Join me on the wait list and be the first to receive information about how to sign up and be eligible for an early bird bonus. Go to theaudienceconverter.com slash waitlist dash AC dash live. Welcome to another exciting episode of the Audience Converter podcast. I'm Kimberly Whitecamp, your host, conversion copywriter and marketing strategist. Today, I'm so excited. We are going to talk about one clear thing that every entrepreneur needs, and that is building the right brand for your business. And I'm excited to introduce my guest today to dive into this topic. Her name is Cheryl Hodgson. She's legal counsel to entrepreneurs, litigators, guardian of big ideas, brand news, and spiritual psychologist. She's done all kinds of things in the legal world and now is really helping entrepreneurs build and protect the right brand for their business. She's helped people from entertainers to publishers to fashion brands to music technology and many things in between. And just for fun, she also enjoys scuba diving and is a yogi and at one point even saw a Japanese warship downed on a recent scuba dive. So I'm really excited to talk about branding and how to build all of these wonderful and great things that you need with Cheryl. Cheryl, so much. Thank you for being on the show and welcome. Well, thank you for having me. It's so nice to be welcomed and thank you for that lovely introduction. Oh, you're very welcome. You've got just so many different things. I was like, what do I cover? I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) So you are the founder of BrandAid and you've done so much with helping entrepreneurs protect their brands and also build and create the brand as well. And that's kind of your new focus. So can you tell me a little bit about your history with that and what kind of drove you to, to create this? Well, um, it's a great question because it, it, it's it been a 10-year evolution, and uh, I'm sure it's going to be another 10-year evolution beyond this. But, uh, you know, I was a lawyer. For, I've been a lawyer for a very long time, and I've done trademark uh, protection work since the very beginning of my legal career. And once the internet started, you know, and got really going like 15 or so years ago, things really changed, um, you know, for a lot of businesses. Uh, everything went on, started going online, uh, not overnight, but inch by inch as it did, it started transforming everything. So um, a couple of things happened. Number one, uh, trademark registration wasn't online. When I started out, people had to go to a lawyer and we had to file paper things and mail it out to the trademark office. Those days are now over. 
Same way with brands. Brands were in grocery stores. If you sold a box of cereal, the only place you saw it was in a grocery store. And we also didn't have internet marketing. So suddenly now every brand has had to go online over the last decade and figure out how are they going to establish a presence. So it changed the conversation in my mind because I felt like I was isolated and I started really just taking an interest in what is it about the notion of a brand that seems so abstract and amorphous, at least it did to me. And it also seemed to me that the people who contributed to the building of the brand operated in their own silos. And I don't say that as a negative. I just say that it's the way businesses grew up. The people who did the graphics and the people who helped craft the messaging, um, they operated independently from someone like me who's over on the other end of the spectrum trying to protect what's been created. Uh, and then you have you know, and now there's dozens of people in between. You have, there was no such thing as social media a few short years ago. We forget how recent Twitter is. Instagram is relatively new. So um, the big challenge that I began to see is how do, do entrepreneurs manage their messaging and create a presence and an identifiable uh, brand that connects to the consumer across all these platforms? And how do they choose where do they want to be? So that's what got me interested in really founding Brand Aid. And, you know, that is so true, uh, not just in terms of building the brand, but in marketing in general and how businesses interact with people, right? Before the internet, it was such a different game. And now uh, when you have people online, they have so many different options to choose from. You really do need to stand out and be unique. And branding is a huge part of that. Yes. And it, there's so many elements that go into it. It's not one thing. And I mean, I look at it as a professional and I know I've had challenges building my own brand. So, you know, it, it's not any easier for me than it's trying to launch Brand Aid as it is, than it is for any other entrepreneur who has a business. And it's, it's complex in terms of where do I put my rep, my, we don't have unlimited funds. So the question becomes, where do I put my marketing dollars? What's my emphasis? And what is the best platform for me to engage with my audience? And I mean, that's a good part of the starting place anyway. Absolutely. So what do you recommend people do when they're first getting started uh, with building that brand? You know, what are the, the kinds of questions or what are the steps they should take to really plan out how they want their brand to, to be represented? Well, I think, you know, and this is somewhat trite because you hear that I've heard this said over and over and over again in different ways, but it's really to identify who you're trying to reach. I mean, who is your ideal client uh, and your, or your ideal customer? And what is it that is their unique problem that you're going to solve for them? If it's a service, you may change their life, right? In some way, how are you going to take them from, quote unquote, heaven to hell to a better place after having uh, experienced your, your product or your service? When it comes to products, what makes you different than the other product? But it's really how to connect with that. And I think one of the biggest mistakes we all tend to make, I know I did even as an attorney, is we want to we help everybody. We think everyone's a perfect target audience for what we have to offer, right? I mean, who wouldn't want my product? I mean, that's uh -huh. to some extent my own self-talk. And But then it's counterintuitive 
uh, by focusing your marketing and speaking directly, and I like to say to the hearts and minds of those you serve, if you can craft that message and connect that to that person, then you're going to build something and it may start with a, with a, how should I put it, with a focus within a certain niche or a certain type of customer, but then it can expand and grow from there. But I think the main thing is not being too broad when you start out. Absolutely. That is step one of my audience conversion method, right? Is to define your audience because your audience is made up of lots of different people, but each of those people is a specific type of person you can serve and you have to really dial in your messaging to talk to them instead of talking to everyone in the world, right? Not everyone in the world wants to go see a Springsteen concert. The people who want to see a Springsteen concert, those are particular type of people. Um, And it's the same with business and branding. So once you kind of figure out exactly the audience that you're wanting to serve, how what, what's the next step to building a brand that's going to be in alignment with who you are and what you do and that's going to last you for a while? Well, yeah, I, it's not an overnight process, for one. Uh, and I think you have to decide, do you want to select a name and protect it? Uh, that's you know coming from my legal background. Of course, I'm biased because I've seen the client's who chose not to do that, and I've I don't see all of them. But the ones I've helped over the years have been people who probably didn't protect their name as they should have, and they ended up in a problem. They either had to change their name, they got threatened with a lawsuit, they got sued, or they just they had the mark became really even it became impossible to protect it because they had never done anything to carve out their own niche. So I think that's the first question is, is like, do you want a brand? You know, I mean, let's face it. Some people aren't interested in building a brand. They don't see it as um, uh, meaningful in the process of building their business. I respectfully disagree with that. <laughs> I think I think having a brand that becomes identifiable and recognized by the public over time is it's hugely accretive to the business value. And as far as protecting it, I mean, you know, if you're in information marketing and it's your personal services, maybe not so much. One of the most important uh, decisions is whether or not you want to protect a brand as well as build it. And then what is the reason for doing that? Uh, And my number one belief is the number one reason that I share with clients is that when you bring in an investor at some point in your business, whether it's at the beginning or you go for that round of funding, or you think you may want to sell your company at some point, the number one thing an investor or prospective purchaser is going to ask you is, what do you own? What are your business assets? And the brand is probably the most important business asset anyone can own. Uh, there's a statistic that goes back a few years now, and it, it and I've been told it might be a little bit less, but not a lot. Back in the boom dot com boom era, there was a study done that said that up to sixty percent of the value of the purchase price paid for a business is for the brand. So let's say that's only wow. forty or fifty percent now. Guess what? That's a huge percentage of what your business is worth. 
Absolutely. But it does make a lot of sense, right? Because if it's something recognizable, then it's worth more because if you're able to transition that to somebody else, that's what they're building on is the fact that people recognize what it is and what you do. But if, you know, the, if you're not, if you're the same as everyone else, then, you know, what is the, that value in buying that particular business or brand? That makes a lot of sense. Yeah, it's it's an important part of it. And and you know, I think what at least in my experience, I think what happens is uh, for younger entrepreneurs, which is certainly understandable, is they think, well, I don't have the money to spend on that at the beginning, right? So they and it's really not that expensive to protect a trademark. So I that I don't see that as an obstacle, but sometimes that's an issue or concern for people starting out. But you know, you have to ask yourself if that is potentially my biggest asset, if I'm successful, why wouldn't I want to protect that? You know, it's like, would you not record the deed to your home after you buy it? <laughs> would you not, you know, change the oil in your car, <laughs> you know, after you purchased it? Uh, I mean, there's certain things that are assets that you have to take care of and maintain. And I see a trademark and as a symbol of the goodwill of your business. It's what you're building your reputation around. And so it's, sure. it's, it's foundational. Absolutely. It's such an important part of, you know, building your business and, and letting your bills, business grow because I, it kind of gives you a sense of security knowing that, you know, that's yours, you own it. And, uh, you know, it, it'll help you just make those decisions for growth. So can you tell me a little bit about, you know, we've talked about the importance of having a brand and protecting your brand. Can you tell me a little bit about, you know, what you do with brand date about not only just the protection angle, but all the other aspects of it as well? Okay, well, I have a vision and it's an implementation as we speak. Uh, but uh, there's two aspects <clears throat> is we're going to be launching co training courses that will bring in different ex areas of expertise in the brand building process. So it's not just me. My, my forte, if you will, is on the legal protection side. But then at the same time, I think it does take that village or that team effort. So uh, I'd like to uh, have a platform. Brand Aid is a platform where entrepreneurs can have access to different aspects of building their brand and they probably don't need it all at once, but at different points in their growth and evolution, they would know where to go to access the type of expertise they can trust and rely on. That's number one. And number two um, is a referral network of attorneys that I have personally vetted that are competent and highly qualified to actually help entrepreneurs register and protect their brands in the correct way. That right there would be so incredibly powerful for so many people because part of the, uh, I think what holds a lot of entrepreneurs back is they just don't know where to start, right? Uh, it's the same type of thing for for marketing, for building the graphics, for all kinds of different parts about running your entrepreneur business. You're really good at the thing you do, but then all of the other aspects of business, are they can sometimes be a little bit confusing. And I think especially in terms of legal, you know, it's really it's a complete loss. Like, where do I even start? What am I supposed to look for? What do I need to do to protect my brand? Um, or as you said, right, it's something that you think you need to do in the future or you're not able to do it at the very beginning, but, you know, not even knowing where to start. But if you have like a referral network where you're like, okay, this is the person who knows branding and they, they know that these people are good, then that's, it's, it's a great starting point for people to have. Yeah. Well, I hope so. And I think so because, um, 
you know, one of my favorite expressions is, and it applies to me as much as anyone else, none of us knows what it is we don't know. <laughs> and when I look back over my life, the things that have bitten me in the butt, so to speak, are the things I didn't know to think about. It's not like I was being, um, you know, irresponsible. I just didn't, it wasn't on my radar because I didn't realize it was important. I didn't know enough to know the questions to ask or to seek out the help, right? So, and then in some of those areas, inevitably, it's like, oh, you know, remember that old commercial? It's like, oh my God, I could have had a V8. <laughs> you know, the guys left. The, <laughs> right, I forgot about the V8, you know, or the old vegetable juice. But I mean, it's kind of like that, you know, oh my God, why didn't I think of that? You know, I just slapped myself on the forehead, by the way. <laughs> that, that tends to be what I would do, you know, and it's like, but I think that's it's the same way in business. And one of the challenges, um, I think, in all aspects of, of building a brand is finding resources and referrals to really good people. And uh, I'm particularly biased in the legal side of things, particularly in trademark registration, because traditionally there hasn't been a real easy access point for entrepreneurs to find somebody who's really qualified. Because number one, it's, believe it or not, trademark registration process and practice is not taught in American law schools. So there are thousands of great lawyers who understand it and are very qualified, but they learn it because they started out in a law firm as a young lawyer and they spent, you know, they were trained by somebody with lots of experience. So, you know, and, and then the other side of it is there's no barrier to entry. It's just, that's the good news and the bad news about the internet, you know? So you also have now all these trademark filing services that really are a race to the bottom of saying, oh, I'll do this for you for nothing, basically. You know, I mean, it's this discount filing service. And uh, there's nothing wrong with that as an option if you understand what you're getting into when you go that route. So it's mostly a question of getting information, which I try to share with people, and then you make the choice that's best for you. So talking about, you know, you never know what you don't know. Um, as somebody with years of experience in this, what are some of the things that most entrepreneurs don't know they don't know um, that you feel uh, people should kind of think about before looking to do something like this? Well, on a general basis, backing it up, you know, broader with a comment broader than just your brand and your trademark, one of the most important things is to get some business fundamental basics down. You know, number one, do you need an LLC or a corporation? Not every business needs one right when they're starting out, but you remember an LLC or corporation is to protect you from personal liability. And so, you know, if you're putting content out, if you are, um, you know, you're offering goods and services, you know, do you want to risk not being insulated, doing business and not have some protection for your personal assets, your home, your vehicle, and you know, so, and also having that kind of entity can be a great family planning guide. You know, it's a great way to, uh, plan for the future of your business at the very beginning, you know, by maybe having a small percentage of your ownership be vested in your spouse or in your child, something like that. I mean, there's many options in that area. So I think that's important. And number two, to get your business 
just get some basic business contracts down. I mean, I have a client recently who's wonderful. I adore them. And, you know, he's hugely, hugely successful. And they hired somebody to work freelance and they never quite got the contract with her fully signed before she started. And then it never got signed. And they ended up in a lawsuit with this person after they terminated her, um, who tried to claim she owned the copyright in everything on their website. Uh, so, you know, you, you need a few basic things. That's number one. And then um, probably the biggest thing I think that happens with uh, branding and trademarks and is that entrepreneurs tend to want to jump into registering something, but they sort of skip the planning phase unintentionally. And I like to say filing an application to register your trademark is the fifth step. It's not the first. And you don't skip those first four steps because those first four steps create the plan and the security that when you do file and invest your money, you're much more likely to succeed, right? So, I mean, you're not filing a trademark, I don't think, to get the cheapest price. You're filing it to get a result. <laughs> so, I mean, Absolutely. you want to reach the finish line, right? So, uh, you know, if you skip those first four steps, you might save a little bit of money, but then what have you increased the odds of, of being rejected by doing so? For sure. And, you know, those are some really great things to keep in mind for any entrepreneur out there, you know, deciding what kind of um, business entity you want to be. Do you want to do an LLC? Do you want to do sole proprietor? Do you want to do a corporation? Figuring out how and having your contracts in place, that's super important. That's one of the first things I had to figure out as a freelancer myself was, you know, I, I need to have a contract. Uh, you need that needs to be in place. It's very important to have it in place. And what do you need to have in those? And then, of course, you know, registering the trademark, but making sure that you have the plan in place. It's all such really great and detailed information about uh, building a brand and then and and also protecting your brand as you go along so that you can grow with it. So we're we're nearing the end uh, of our of our time together. But you know, if you had one action step, one big takeaway you want somebody uh, who's listening to this episode to do, what would that be? Oh my goodness, that's a tough one. You know what I would say is this, if you're interested in building a brand, uh, but you aren't quite sure how to get started, number one, uh, there's some great resources out there that can kind of help bring awareness to what the process involves. Um, and one here, I'm recommending somebody else's book, but I've been fascinated by it. One of the things I've really enjoyed recently is uh, uh, building a story brand which is, uh, uh, it's, it's such a great book for someone starting out to help you clarify your messaging in a simple, easy way. Um, so I think just looking for resources and also just start to begin to getting an awareness about uh, brands that someone might like themselves that they, you know, ask yourself, what is it about them that I, makes me feel connected to them? Is it the product? Is it their customer service? Is it the messaging? What is it about that that I'm drawn to? You know, And I, I think that developing that awareness alone begins to give one, um, open one's eyes to the avenues on the approach of what you can do in your own business. Absolutely. You know, that's one of the easiest things to go out and do is, well, I don't know where to start. I don't know what 
kind of brand I want to build. Well, go on and see what, what do you like that you see out there? Is there somebody that you, you kind of like the approach, but you can make it your own a little bit, all of that kind of stuff. It, it helps you just to sit down, right. Uh, and figure out exactly what your goals are and where you want to go. Where do you want to move to? Um, and that's the case when we're talking about messaging, when you're talking about building your business, when you're talking about building your brand, all of that, when you're talking about how customer service is going to operate, all of those things kind of tie in together where you really just knew need to take the time, sit down and figure out, you know, what do I like? What do I not like? How do I want to operate? Yeah. And then there's also what don't you like? You know what I mean? There's lots of examples out there of people who are not doing it very well. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, so many to list, but I'm not going to. <laughs> well, me either. But sometimes those are the best ones to learn from, right? So uh, if people want to learn more about you and what you do and what Brand Aid is, where can they go to find out that information? Well, they can go to my website, which is brandaid.com, and there's some free resources there. Um, and it, Brandaid is spelled with an E, B-R-A-N-D-A-I-D-E. And I'm also uh, very excited about a book I've worked on for quite a long time. It's this, just been published late last year, and it's called Registered Trademark. The Business Owner's Essential Guide to Brand Protection. And it is an introduction to what it takes to select a great trademark that you can protect. How do you secure rights in that trademark with a registration? And how do you sustain it for the long run? So it's a little three-step process. Select, secure, sustain. And I'm offering that book as a free gift to your listeners. So if they go to brandaid.com, and that's with an E, B-R-A-N-D-A-I-D-E.com forward slash free gift, they can get a free copy of my book. Wow, that's such a valuable gift. And let me tell you, I have read through the uh the, the, the book and it is, uh, if you're worried about it being too legalese, don't be. It's definitely for the business owner uh, and it's the business owner's guide. And that's incredibly powerful and, and important for people to know about how to se secure, sustain, and um, I, I forgot the third one. <laughs> but uh, Select is number one. <laughs> right, right. Select. Well, I already selected mine. So, you know, select, secure, <laughs> and sustain your brand. And it's very important. So, uh, you know, definitely check out the branded website. Grab, uh, grab a copy of the free gift. And, uh, you know, thank you so much, Cheryl, for, for being on the show and for sharing your wisdom and all of your many years of knowledge on how to grow and protect a brand. Well, thank you for having me. It was lots of fun. And I, you know, look forward to talking with you again soon. Absolutely. Thanks for listening to the Audience Converter Podcast. For more information and important links about today's show or for access to our website, visit theaudienceconverter.com. Take a moment to rate and review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts.